go up into the mountains. God even told them where to go. I want you to go south, and you're going to find mountains. Go up there. And see the land, he says. What it is. And the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad. What cities they be that dwell in, where in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So God gives them specific instructions. What to do, where to go, what to look for, and what to come back with. Remember they were spying out the land to take it. Not to just hang on until Christ comes back. They were to advance. The army of God is to advance. Numbers 13, 25. And they returned from searching the land after 40 days. So they spent a good bit of time looking. And went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and to all the congregation showed them the fruit of the land. They came back with the promises of God, like God said. Check these huge grapes out. Check all these great promises in the Word of God. God's right. They're all over the place there. That's what they came back and said. Here's one of the hanging grapes. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's one of his promises. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. Check out that promise as they bring back these grapes. Is what God is saying. Another says, here's another one. And I will do whatsoever you ask in my name. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. John 14 says God promised that if we ask anything that is in line with his character, lines up with the word of God, God said, I'll do it. The promises of God. He came back with them, showed it to them after they marched through the land. Because they came back and they said, we told him and said, we came into the land whether thou sendest us. And man, surely, oh my goodness, it floweth with milk and honey. And the fruit, it's just all over the place. What God had promised about the land is indeed true. It is absolutely everywhere. And in what? They should have stopped, right? Verse 28 says, nevertheless, okay? Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And you won't believe it. There's giants even there. Huge statue of men, strong, statured, strength. Men tower over us. Giants. I've never seen anything like it before. Verse 29 says, The Amalekites dwell there in the land of the south, and the Hittites are with them. And the Jebusites and the Amorites, they dwell in the mountains. Oh, we went to those mountains. 
But men, they're all over the place. They're like ants up there. And the Canaanites, they dwell by the sea, by the coast of Jordan. They control everything. They control the medical field now, the media, the schools, the government, science. They control everything. Oh, it flows with milk and honey, but oh my goodness, are we outnumbered. Numbers 13, 31 says, but the men that went up with him said, oh my gosh, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it, oh, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. What can we do? I don't even know if our elections are fair anymore. What can we do? What chance do we have? So they brought up this evil report. Verse 33 says, and there on top of all of it, it's like, kind of like how it's written, and there we saw the giants. Are you kidding me? They have everything. Now they got the giants. We come in, we, we, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we are in their sight. The giants. Social media. Facebook. All that junk that's out there. Giants. Huge corporations. What could we? Now we're being censored. Some of you have been thrown in jail. Facebook jail. Censored. The next step will be a real jail. Probably will be. So their scouting report was finished and they turned it in. Here it is. I'm laying it before you just like they did. But something strange happened. It really did. Uh, God got angry. God got absolutely mad and called it an evil report. I don't even want to see that. That's what God said. You see it? I'm not making it up. 1332. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that saw it are men of great stature. Absolutely. How do you talk about the condition of your country? How do you go around and talk at the water cooler, our country's current conditions, compared to the Word of God? What do you say? You know what? It's too late for America. They've gone too far. Like I said, we can't even have a legal election probably anymore. We're done for. Cross the line, America has. That's a true report. I'm giving you a true report. Isn't it true? Yet God was hot. I wonder if God gets hot at us. Amen. When we mingle around and getting a water, someone says, man, did you watch Fox last night? And, oh, and you just, I don't know, this country, it's, it's done for. Too late. I'm just trying to hang on now. Remember, a lot of times I would say it's coming, but it's probably going to come in my children's time and age, but I'm still here. Yep. I'm 
not a hologram or whatever. I'm here and it's happening, right? It is. So they brought this evil report. Now listen to this. You want to see how hot, angry God was? And the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? He's talking about his people. We claim to be his people. He's saying, how long will they reject me? He says, and how long will they not believe me? With all the signs which I have performed among them. You think of everything that God has done for you since the day you gave your life to God. And you're at the wall or court. It's over. It's done for. What are we going to do? We have no voice, no strength. We elect someone we think will help. We think they rigged it and threw them out. That's what's going on. Listen to what God said. He said, I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them. Ooh, pestilence is not fun, but being disinherited by God? And I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than you. The Lord said, I am done with them. My question is, why? Wait, God, wait a minute. Hold up. I'm not rejecting you. I'm just giving you an honest report. It's what I saw. Giants. You told me to go to the mountains. They're all over the mountains. So I went to the sea. They have all the stuff down there too. They're everywhere. That's the true report, God. That's the assessment of the land. That's what I saw. They were stronger. They are stronger than us. They are. They do outnumber us. There's not many true, real, strong believers in our country anymore that love Almighty. And man, they are giants. It sounds, sounds a lot like our church today and where we are now. It really does. America's changing. Oh, I heard that one. New normal. Oh, I heard that one. Society is changing. We live in a post-Christian era. Families being destroyed. It looks so hopeless. Social media is censoring us. Government's corrupt. On and on and on. Cancel culture. Oh, God, they got everything. This is the true report. This is what we saw. So why did God call it an evil report? I'm done with you. To the people. His people. I think you know. He called it evil because it had no faith in it. No faith. Bare, straight, raw facts. No one saying, hey, but with God, all things are possible. No one. So they come back with that report. Oh, there might have been one or two. Caleb, Caleb's going, <laughs> maybe there was thousands. And he's in the crowd going, <laughs> Someone might point out, Caleb, and he's trying to yell over these crowds of naysayers. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses because they probably were wailing and moaning and saying, everything's rigged and we're not good. He's going, quiet down a minute. We be able to take them, is what Caleb was saying. Let us go up at once. Don't have a powwow. Don't have a seminar. Don't have a board meeting. Don't take a vote. Let's go. Yeah. And they probably mocked him and laughed him. And, 
Drowned out his voice. No faith. You have no faith at the water cooler or in the cafeteria where you eat on your lunch break, milling around, whatever, going outside to get away from the computer screen for a little bit. What do you say? What do you talk? How do you talk to people around you that Almighty has put around you? Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. There was no faith in that true report. They did. They came back with a true report, but the Lord is figuring any minute now they're going to say, But God. Any minute they're going to say, In the name of Jesus. Nothing. We're not able. It's too bigger. There's no use. We might as well quit. Find a cave. Buy dry bananas. It's impossible to please God without faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's what it says about faith. I read this post in Facebook. It said, sometimes when I hear people pray for our country, I kind of wonder if they're reading the Bible. It's not going to get any better. I almost feel like they're wasting their time and breath. Report sounds true. But can you hear the absence of faith? Can you actually hear it? And what was the fruit of that? Why try? Why bother? Why waste your breath? Why pray? That's exactly what ticked God off. The great I am ticked him off to the point he said, you know what, I'm done. The inheritance of eternal life that I was giving you, I'm taking it back. That's how mad he was. He just didn't kind of bother God. He was mad. He was done with us. So the result of no faith is why waste your breath? Why try? Why pray? Why come Wednesday night? I'm tired. Same thing. Nothing changes. Why? Why? Luke 18.1 says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. No matter what the news is saying, no matter how they're marching down the street, no matter what rights they've taken from you, men ought always to pray, the Word of God says. That's what it says. The great I am is telling you that. Luke 18, 8 says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. Have we lost our faith? Uh, usually Americans, oh, no, I'm Baptist, I'm Presbyterian. I'm not talking about that. Have we lost our faith? Have you lost your confidence and assurance in Almighty God? No matter what is in the news tomorrow. Have you lost it? No, look, look. The world tends to beat the slop out of you. It does. <laughs> Has no mercy on you believing God. It's just, <laughs> you're just taking it time, time. Have you lost your faith? We need to believe God again. Man, if this group can't. Jiminy Christmas, we need to believe in the power of God again. Whatever happened to in the name of Jesus, I'm praying and I'm coming against. What happened to that? Well, you, boom, and it 
You're getting it beat out of you. You are. Church is facing huge mountains. Yes, it is. That's a true report. I'm not up here trying to trick you. Mark 11:22 says, Jesus answered and saying to them, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. That's what the word, there's where your fight is. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, shall no doubt in it, have no doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he saith come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Father, in the name of Jesus, you line up with the word, the promises of God, and you do battle for the things of God. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you shall desire, when you pray, pray, believe them, you'll receive them and you shall have them. Now you take that prosperity gospel that's been in our nation forever and you take it, you throw it out the window. That's what they've done. They've ruined that great powerful scripture to consume it on their own lusts. Remember this word is not about you, it's about Christ. In his work. Not you. Christ. In his great work. That he's done for you. And that he's permitting you. To help him with. Adrian help me. God calls out to his people. To help. The context of this verse. Is, they are true. And only true. When you line them up with the word of God. To his heart, not yours or mine. When our value system is the same of God, when our prayers line up with the heart of God, and when Christ becomes the main focus, he will be glorified in us, through us, no matter what we face or have to look at or endure or bear. Then you get another one. That's what they're doing. They're attempting to wear you out. And you're going, I think I've lost my, my faith. What did I do with my, my faith? I can't find it. James 4.3 says, you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. Look up the word amiss, wrong motives. You may consume it on your own lusts. We ask for things, but we have wrong motives. They just don't line up with the Word of God. They line up with us. We pray already telling God how we want the answer. Or when, or which way we want the answer. When we get ourselves out of the way, and everything that stands in the way, mountains and Goliaths have to get out of the way. When we get ourselves out of the way. To serve and to live and to preach and to love and to consume Christ. Absolutely, absolutely. If you need courage, then you start praying for it. Doesn't the Bible say, if you need courage, if you lack courage, ask. Ask for courage. Money doesn't give you courage. Ask for it. You need boldness, ask. You need more love for the lost because they can get hard to love. Ask. Ask God to do something supernatural. You want to walk in the power of God? Ask him. 
Lord, help me to walk in your power and your glory and your majesty. Help me to realize what your name stands for, God, and who's behind that name and what's behind it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we've lost our faith. We're sitting there taking it. You and I are absolute candidates to be used by God, absolutely. All my Christian life, I would always say, I'm no John Wayne. I'm no Rambo. I'm no Arnold. Whatever hero name you want to put in there. Let me tell you something. God's not looking for them. He isn't. I'm going to read the kind of people he's looking for. And I am definitely a candidate. 1 Corinthians 1 says this, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Foolish things, weak things. And I am. I'm a weak thing. And I've preached on and commented on and laughed with you about the dentist thing. I'm there again. Having to go back again. And this time when I did go back, just the truth, I had people of Afghanistan on my mind praying for them, thinking how ridiculous I am when they're standing for faith and not denying Christ. And I thought, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how silly we are. What unnerves us and what undoes us? He says, And base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. And that's the great I am. He spoke things into that weren't but are because he spoke them. And we fret. We believe our eyes over everything. God's integrity is in question when his people become faithless. You, you, I subpoena Jesus Christ Almighty. And he comes before the court and you put dare to put his hand. You swear to tell truth, the whole truth, nothing but truth. So help your name. And the truth is, oh yes, I do. And we still don't believe him. We don't believe him. Treat him as a hostile witness because you believe he lies. We doubt him. We don't believe his word. I know God has removed mountains, but there's never been like mountains like now. I've never seen a day like this in my life. That's what we say. That's what we all say. Any of us have any kind of ears on? We all say that. Here's the greatest sin found in Psalm 78. And this is what we're guilty of when it's the most precious time to be stand up and seen and heard. A little flicker of a light that we are becomes so bright and gross darkness. Gross darkness. Psalm 78, 41 says, yes, they turned back and tempted God and limited the one, the Holy One of Israel. Limited Almighty God. I don't believe you. I can split the Red Sea. I can lower mountains. I don't believe it. You don't do that anymore. Limited. Almighty. You and I. Let's not fall for it. 
Let's start believing in the awakening power of Almighty God that God wants to do in us, whether we see it or not, looking for the promised land. God says, get in there. Check out this mountain. God knew who was in there. He knew how many was in there. What's that to God? What's that to God? Jeez, what is that to God? John eleven forty 40 says, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God? It's all you got to do. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have influence. You don't have to have clout. You don't have to have nice clothes, new car. You don't have to have nothing. Just believe. Just confidence in this word. It's all God's asking us. It's what, he, it's what he called new hope in front of him. He's going to say, hey, just di- didn't I say to you all you have to do is believe? What did I ask from you? Just believe in me. Whom do you say I am? Just believe in me. You shall see the glory, the majesty, the power, the magnificent almighty God, his might, his miracles, his unbelievable splitting of the seas, the lowering of the mountains like wax. God said, you'll see it. All you got to do is have confidence in me. Just confidence. There are many mountains in the way of the church like never before. I believe that. Our nation is plummeting faster than I've ever seen. And what's just gone on is just unbelievable. But what is that to God? What is that to God? Think of it. All we got to do is start lining up with the same value system God has and start praying again with faith. And God says what? What's he done to you? I've dealt every one of you a measure of faith. You cannot be going, I'm not like best. It's in there. Play it. Confidence in Almighty. Probably 80% of my saved life, I go to bed. I don't know, God. I don't know. I just believe in you. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So many times gone to deathbeds, driving wee hours of the night, going, I don't know, Lord, I'm just me. I don't know what I'm going. I don't know. What can I do? I don't know. But I'm going in your name. I'm going trusting you've already done something before I got there, Lord. I can't see God maneuvering, manipulating a heart, getting ready for me to come at three in the morning to talk to someone who never went to church about Christ. To go by. You pray by faith. You believe by faith. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them who believe us. It's crazy. Just crazy. Take the widow woman. Remember the widow woman? Oh, yeah, she was just full of faith, oozing. So the prophet goes to the widow woman and says, as the Lord thy God liveth, I don't have anything to eat, nothing, but a handful of meal and a barrel, and a, this is what the lady says, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little cruise of oil. Go like this. Do it. Put your hand out. Here's your little cruise of oil. 
you got a handful of meal, that's it. You look at that, and a little cruise of oil, and the drought's in its fourth year, fifth year, third year, whatever it is. Your son's down to 78 pounds, arms like thumbs. You got a little bit of a meal and a little cruise of oil, and God's word comes and says, And behold, I'm gathering two sticks. Here's this great faith in this lady. She's going, I got a handful of meal. That's it. Upside down to get the handful of meal. Got this little cruise. I got these two sticks. You see them? That's all I got. And I'm going to make a little meal for my son and I. And we're going to go out and die. Does that sound like faith to you? Does that sound like what a powerful person in God? I wish I was like that. That's what, I'm, that's what she said. I may go now and bake it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. I don't see great faith. I don't see God going, oh, I'm going to touch this lady. She's got such powerful faith. I line up with that lady. I say, Lord, what the, what the, just Joe. That's all I am, Lord. I don't, nothing. I have nothing. Oh, it's that one song we just sang at prayer a couple of weeks ago. Majesty, I'm nothing in your hand. Whatever. I have nothing. I fit how it goes. It's just so beautiful. I love that part. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. There you are. Faith or natural? Which way are you going? Faith. Fear not. Which way are you going? Fear not, God says. Or you're going, What? I see that. Fear not. Look at my son. Could count his ribs. Fear not. Go and do as thou said. But make of thee a little cake first. Me a little cake first. Bring it unto me and after make for thee and thy son. That could be a tough one to swallow. Unless you don't know Matthew. Because Matthew says, seek ye first the, king, the things of God. Put them first. Seek the things of God first and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Back to the widow. He says, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bearer of meal shall not waste. <laughs> what are you, who are you going to believe? Now, you've got to think of all the months and weeks and years that have brought that lady to this point. And God says, whom do you say that I am? Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal, it shall not waste. Oh, ye Thomas, well, if it was full right now, I'll bake you a cake. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Give God the last drop. The barrel shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. God said, I'm telling you what, you believe me by faith, 
And you will always have, until I do this, you will always have it because I'll do that. Believe me? Think of it now. Us men, I've got a handful of mail. It's my wife. It's my four children. And then here's the word of God again. Whom say ye that I am? He asked the widow to put our trust in this great promise of God. I have gone through the promised land. I'm telling you, look back. What I, look, everything I brought back. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God says, when you go through the fire, I'll go through it. Doesn't make any sense at all, does it? Makes no natural sense at all. It's called faith. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How do I get in this position? I do love God. I do. So she went out and did according to the word of Elijah. Word of the Lord, and she and her household ate for many days. She took that step, that step of faith to believe Almighty God. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of God. I don't know how, and I don't care how, and I don't even believe that the Ben was full of flour and overflowing. I think every time she went and reached, had a root, there was enough for another cake, another meal. She poured, the, pulled it back. There it was again. I'm going, huh? I don't know. He he did, according to his word, according to the word of God. Hebrews 4, 2 says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Read it all, memorize it all, until you start believing it by faith. I believe you, Lord. Every sense screaming at you. Every nerve lit up. Where's your faith? You lost it? Get your faith back. Go find it. Get your faith back. Find it. Search for it. Look for it. Hunger for it. I've got to get it back, God. Well, Johnny has this. I don't care what he has. Find that faith. We are supposed to be peculiar people, strange, not natural, not typical, believing by faith. Come on, come on, hon, come on, kids. <laughs> believing by faith, not typical and natural. My God shall apply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's how you live. 
You've forgotten that? You've lost that? Man, you ought to be pumped on Monday, staring at the water fountain. Go ahead. Someone just go there. Right? Isaiah 26, 4 says this. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Not just for yesterday. Everlasting. Everlasting strength. I don't. I don't have that. Even physically. Lost and losing the strength. It's horrible. But in the spiritual, no way. I have everlasting strength in Christ. How about Habakkuk? He lays it out. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. So what? Seriously? You understand, if you're spooked by this, the enemy will spook you by something else. You got to start staring him down. So what? Then I'll die saved. So what? 18 says, Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like hind's feet. He will make me to walk upon high places. So what? Probably be the best thing happened to us. A fantastic collapse. You have nothing but Christ. Then they'll be hearing a lot of this. So what? All over the land. Remember Cain ran from the presence of the Lord. We want to run to the presence of God. To him. Run to him. And what I'm asking you to do is not natural. I know it's not natural. And if you're sitting there listening with natural ears, you're lost. You think I'm crazy. Psalms 140.13 says, Surely the righteousness shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Dwell there. I don't want to visit. Man, I had a great day with the Lord May 2004. I don't want to visit. I want to dwell. Dwell in the presence. Get in the presence of God. Look, somehow, I don't know how it happened. I try to explain it to my wife. She don't believe me, I don't think. I have a bunch of old music that I would keep for, um, what do we do in February? What's it called? Sweetheart. You know, so you can dance with your sweetie. So there's some old music, Frank Sinatra and all that kind of cool stuff, if you like it. And somehow it got mixed with my Christian stuff. So I'll be driving my lawnmower, and it'll be going, just say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And the next song is going, he's twisting and shouting. It just does. They're, they're, they got out of sequence somehow, and then I'll be going, Majesty. And then it's Frankie going, the way she looks. To, 
the truth, the truth. Here's my point. Here's my point. Even though I like some of that stuff, here's my point. I can sense and feel a difference. I, I, I have come up off of my lawnmower and almost stalls because of that seat. And some of those powerful, godly songs. Because they're doing something to me. They really are. And man, when I am really low and old Frankie comes on, I go, no, 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 I got to click, I got to get back to some, something that stirs me inside, something supernaturally made, touches something supernaturally given, and then something supernaturally happens. Frankie doesn't do that. Dean Martin doesn't do that. It's true. Something alive about the Word of God and the things of God and those things which have been created to glorify God. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name and the upright shall dwell in thy presence. Haven't you ever felt safer because somebody you trusted is with you? Oh, yeah. When I got my boys plus my son-in-law, I'm bad. <laughs> I am. If I get out of my car and someone gives me a hard time and all four of them are with me, those doors open. <laughs> now what? That's right. Yeah, they see an older fellow trying to get out of the car, all gray hair, whatever. Yeah, now what? What are you going to do? Don't you feel safer when someone... Yeah. Stronger and powerful and well, well. Jeez. Exodus 33, 14 says, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I'll give you the rest you need. I'll give you the rest you need and my presence will go with you. Now you live contrary to the word of God and you try to buffalo yourself. You're not buffaloing God. You're going to be out there and you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to get out that door and the enemy's going to go, punk and you go, yeah, what are you going to do? And no other door is open. It's just you because you have left God and you refuse to return. That's what's going to happen. Deuteronomy 21 says, when thou goes out to battle against thy enemy, it doesn't say if, it says when, when you go out to battle against thy enemy and you see horses and chariots and a people more than thou, they're always more than us. Always are. And they are today, in this day and age, in our country. And they're more than thou. Be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. I don't know how long you've been saved. Did you save yourself? And if you did, you'd even shown the door of the altar, one or the other. You save yourself Truly. How you were. Do you remember what you were like? And if you're one of the ones that think, well, I don't know, I wasn't too bad. You're the worst. You are. The Bible says we're desperately wicked and evil. So did you save yourself? Have you kept yourself these 10, 20, 30 years of being saved? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely not. Who do you think's done that? God's been with you. Amen. Even when you've been a jerk and a fool and acted like it. He was still there. Genesis 28 says, And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee. Find your faith. 
And behold, I am with thee and keep thee in all places whether thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. These are what they brought back from the promised land. I'm not going to leave you. I will fight for you. That's what he brought back. He went, oh, I don't know, there's a big giant, oh my. And God was up to here with them. He was through with them. Hebrews 11, 11 says this, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength. How? Through faith. Through faith. She had no ability to have a child. It was through faith in God. Because God said, hey, you, nine months from now, she had faith in God. She judged him faithful who promised. So listen to this. Faith boils down to judging that God is faithful to and he will keep his promise. He's, you have to make that decision. Whom do you say that I am? Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth? And God says, I will. You have to believe him. 